We don't care. Hi, I'm Raymond, and you're listening to Insert Quest here. Today we're going to be playing Apocalypse World. This is our Verdant Mountains campaign. I keep almost saying the other one every time. Uh, sorry for this stream running, uh, starting a bit later than usual. We had some trouble getting me to a computer. Uh, so let's introduce ourselves, starting with the person that I told you guys to start with before we started recording. All right. Hey, everybody. I am Ryan. Uh, you may know me from the Ragnard Rock podcast, which is another actual play podcast, which you should totally go look up on iTunes or your social media platform of choice. Uh, today I will be playing Saffron. Saffron is the maestro D. Um, he is transgressing. He wears vintage clothing. Uh, he has a porcelain face, uh, mischievous eyes, um, a curvy body, and very precise hands. And he runs a sex theater and brothel out of an old riverboat on the lake where our campaign is set. Um, and lately he has been embroiled in some political goings-on that are a bit above his head. So. Oh, that's cool, Ryan. Um, <laughs> I'm Brandon, and I do nothing except for play games with Raymond, and uh, I'm playing Ozair. Uh, they are an ambiguous person. They're the savvy head. Um, very weird. Um, probably not savvy head for too much longer, but... That's in-game stuff, so we'll see. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. They're ambiguous, you know, pretty, blah, blah, blah. All right, and I am Alex. I am also from the Ragnard Rock podcast, which you should listen to. Uh, and as Ryan said, on your social media platform of choice, so long as those choices are Facebook or Twitter. Um I am playing Canteen Ayazama. He is the water bearer of our community, uh, and he runs the local church, which is known as the Aquifer of the Soul. Uh, and he has uh, he has machinations that he wants to see come to fruition. And that's all I have to say about that. Brilliant. Uh, so, I believe when we finished off last game. Uh, Ozair had tried to use their augury machine for the second time, and this time instead of burning down their workshop, it electrocuted arguably their closest friend, whatever that means for Ozair. Uh, they had severe burns to their hands, uh, and uh, some ooze coming out of their face hole. Uh, so Ozair did their best to fix that. Uh, and then when the angry mob came to confront uh, Dr. Frankenstein, uh, Ozair just disappeared. They used their that move that they got from the child thing playbook and they teleported away. Ozair just teleported and leaving their... Leaving their uh, Cohorts holding the bag. Uh, I believe that Canteen Ayazama is currently guarding uh, this 
woman that is hooked up to a bunch of machines. Uh, Saffron was like, I've had enough of this, and went to bed. I'm going home. Yeah. I, I thwarted Raymond's attempt to have us start a scene with all three of us present. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so, oh, oh, there we go. Uh, so, let's do our highlighted stat thingies, and then we'll do our first session moves, uh, and then we'll jump right in there. Uh, so, Ryan. All right, uh, my highest history is with Ayazama. Okay, so why don't you highlight... Uh, go with your hot again. Okay. Um, my highest history is with Saffron. All right, um, go with your weird. Yay. Uh, and my highest history is also a saffron. Okay, in that case, um, what's good for the uh, water bearer? Uh, cool is my main thing. Okay, then go with that. Highlight your cool. So cool. go with hard. <laughs> okay. Thank God makes his choice. What did, we highlighted hard for Ayazama, didn't we? No. Cool. Cool. All right. All right. I want Ayazama to highlight his hot, and then okay. I want the other two to highlight their cool. Okay. Just so you know, I do not use cool ever. Oh. Okay. Well, in that case, you highlight your hot. Okay. That's fine. With uh. And then Brandon and I both have starter session moves now. That's right. Yeah, go for it. You can go first, Brandon, as history dictates. Got a 12. So Ooh, that's a good nice. start for this session. It's because I'm not rolling an Augury move, so that's why. <laughs> There's no Augury move happening anywhere in this session. Um, so, yeah, what that means is it's so like normal, except for if you send me somewhere, I get a plus one forward on whatever I do during that scene when you make me randomly appear. All right. And I got a 9, 10. So for my followers, on a 10 plus, my followers have surplus. So I get one barter and plus growth. So we're recruiting people. Alright, so tell me, tell me how you uh, recruited people. What what uh, what thing has brought these new people into the fold, or have you targeted a specific area of the community, or something like that? Uh, people are scared because they heard about the uh, the horrible experiments that Ozair was conducting, uh, and they're and they're worried. And no, nothing drives people towards religion like fear. Yeah, good, cool. Um, and, you know, it's about as easy to explain. And do you you don't trigger anything else, do you, with the mm, 10 plus? No, only if I, if I, like, lead them in ceremony, which would be, like, in-scene and stuff. Cool. Uh, so, um, with that, we're going to start off. It's early morning. 
Uh, sorry, it's early morning, um, and uh, Ayazama is. Um, you've just been woken up by the woman on the workbench with all the stuff plugged into her. Oh, she's she is she is stirring. <clears throat> Uh, uh, Ayazama gets up, uh, goes over to her and, like, takes her pulse and notices it's a little stronger than it was later, earlier in the night. She's definitely... Oh, very good. Pulse. Very good. Can you, can you hear um, me? Their eyes we, we know, say yes. We know, like, we know everyone here, right? Like, yeah, you know who this I is. I know who this is. This is Pamming, right? Yeah, indeed. Okay. Pamming. Old Pamming. So her eyes are responsive? Yeah. She's got a big tube down her throat. Yeah, uh, and, that uh, will stop her from and talking. A, and, a, and a syringe plugged into her neck. So she's not nodding or shaking her head for confirmation okay. of things. Uh, why don't you blink once for yes and twice for no, and we'll start with that. She blinks once. Do you remember what happened? She blinks once. Can you, uh, I, you know, I start like poking her, her toes and her fingers. You know, can you feel this? She blinks once. Good. Now, do you remember Ozair uh, treating you? She blinks once. Do you know what she did? She blinks twice. I was afraid of that. Uh, well, I'm afraid we have to remove these tubes at some point. That might she, she blinks be twice. She blinks twice as she tries to raise her hands, which are bandaged and also in some kind of scaffold. Um, you want to keep the tubes in? She blinks once. Okay, well, we can do that for now. Now that you're conscious and responsive, that's good. You can move. This is positive. Uh... Do you hmm, do you happen to know where Ozair might be? She blinks. Actually, Ozair, where are you right now? Hmm. Well, that's an interesting question. You could be real dramatic and say I'm right behind eyes. Oh. <laughs> um. Ozair is somewhere. Else, She's not entirely elsewhere. sure where she is. Um, it's different than normal when she like uses her mind to go here. Mm-hmm. When she like, this is more, Yes, when she actually goes inside the maelstrom. <laughs> this is wet and dark and there's a loud kind of 
thumping noise that you can hear far off in the distance. And she can hear other things moving around. Do you hear... You go. Um, she can feel something like a ooze or something on her arms. Tell me, do you hear people shouting in another language? Mm. <clears throat> sure. It takes you a while because it's very dark uh, where you are, but you realize that you're in some kind of closet or storage space. And the slime on your arm, you smell it and you realize that it's engine grease. That's very strange. Um, I push myself up kind of into a much of a standing position as I can mm -hmm. and I kind of um, your head sort of bumps against something it sounds hollow um, and as you're feeling at it it's like a shelf but it's not a shelf that goes all the way to the front door of this thing that you're in uh, and you I feel have, like a helmet or something up there. I kind of feel around on the um, to see if there's a knob, and if there's not, then she's going to um, kick the door down because she's cool right. like that. You're trying to feel around for any sort of handle, and you're pushing at the door; it's not opening, and then you just kick it open. Um, you're in, you see in front of you, um, collapsed concrete um, and a small amount of light coming through. Mm. Um, there's a room here, it's pretty much uh, empty. You see another closet like the one you just burst out of. Um, there's writing on it, but it's like <clears throat> smeared and covered in uh, grease and filth. Uh, and yeah, there's this sort of half, this wall of collapsed concrete, probably a floor above you collapsed down into this space. Do I feel like I'm still, still, still where I'm supposed to be, or am I not where I'm supposed to be? You feel very far from home. Um, I, is there enough light for me to see my arms or not? Uh, you step over to one of the small streams of light that is coming through and you do see your red raw arms are uh, almost like, you know, a new layer of skin is starting to grow. Um, was there a kind of find comfort in that? at least that works. And she begins looking for some way somewhere else. Alright. Ayazama. Yes? 
Uh, the woman blinks twice. She does not know where Ozair is. Well, I figured as much, but thought it would be worth asking. It seems that uh, well, um, after Ozair uh, operated on you, for lack of a better worm, word, do you have any memory? You were asleep for quite a while. They blink once. Do you remember Ozair disappearing? They blink once. Huh. You were surprisingly cognizant, given the state you were in. What with all that new flesh? Well, I think it's high time we got someone else in here to tend to you, but I'm glad that you're doing well. Hopefully Ozair will return soon so that she can oversee her work and tell when you've started to make your recovery. One of their hands is straining against the restraints and you see there that some of their fingers are flexing downwards. Not enough to for them to be distinctly pointing, but they're trying to curl part of their hand shut to leave a finger pointing and they just, they can't. Um, and they're trying to pull their arm towards something. I can remove your restraints. They you blink have to be... twice. Okay. Uh, Alright. I guess we're going to have to do this the long way. I'm going to find like something to write on and a pencil, and I'm gonna I'm gonna write out the alphabet, and I'm gonna do that. Point to a letter, and then blink when I get to the letter, and then we'll spell out a word, kind of thing. They blink twice. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me that Ozair is downstairs? They blink twice. All right, can I read a person? Sure, you can. Yeah, read a person. Yeah, I'm going to read a person. Uh, roll plus sharp. Let's see. That is a 10. So... What does the character wish I would do? They wish that you would look to your right. Okay, I will look to my rights. You see a blackboard type thing uh, with four names written on it. Uh, Pamming, Ozair, uh, and the rest. <laughs> ah. Pamming, Ozair, Kana, and Thai. Thai? Thuy. Two. Thee? Oh, two. That's, how you, that's not how you write two. Yeah, that's uh. No, no, it isn't. That's how you say two, according to two. According My to name two. is spelled Raymond Luxury Yacht, but it's pronounced Throat Wobbler Mangrove. Yeah, so you see Ozair, Kana, two, and Pamming. Okay. Uh, could I, I just ask the same question again? Like, no. No, okay. So, 
what is their character really feeling? Detachment um, and helplessness. Do you want me to get Karna and two? They blink once. Right. Okay, stay here. I will go find Karna and two. All right. And I set off to wander around and find them. Ozair. Where are you going to go to try and find another way to somewhere? Yeah, well, there were other closety looking things. <clears throat> you can still hear that thumping in the distance. Can I climb up this kind of fallen whatever, this concrete? Uh, no, it's sort of sealing you in. Mm. I look around, kind of curse and shuffle my feet for a second, and do what Ozair would do, and that's open her brain. She's not trying to be searching. The maelstrom will sort me out. That's right. Eight. Ooh, okay, what happens on an eight? You'll give me an impression. All right. Um, you uh, open your mind and see the room become mechanical, and you see the little uh, hole where the light is coming through open up like a aperture on a camera. It's almost breathing, and then it opens up real wide, and you can see out of it, but almost like you're looking out of a periscope, like your vision changes as you go out, and you see a bunch of rugged, militaristic machines uh, going about various tasks. They look like they're getting, uh, these machines are getting ready to uh, begin their work. Hmm. She squints her eyes into the nothingness. Mm -hmm. Turns back to the metal coffin locker that she was trapped in. Yep. And looks inside and kind of feels around. Um, you see there's some kind of map on the inside. It's very filthy. Um, but... Uh, and and also you see a helmet and a some kind of pot of grease um, on that shelf above. Uh, you also see a crack in the top of the um, closet thing. The helmet's like a hard hat. Mm. Uh, and there's a pile of decaying... Um, Actually, they're not decaying. There's a pile of grease-covered cloth in the bottom of the uh, thing because they'd be covered in grease, so they wouldn't have decayed. They would have been preserved, in fact. 
There's a crystallized formation of cloth on the bottom of this locker. Um, I kind of... Was there kind of feels around um, trying to look for something else, a door, anything to move out of this place? She's very uncomfortable because she likes to be in control, and this is out of control more than she wants to be. Yeah, no, definitely. As you're pressing around, um, you... You you find that crack up the top, and you're feeling around it, and as you put your hand through, um, you feel a breeze. Um, it's Your hand goes up to... Uh, like the palm, uh, and just the tips of your fingers can feel a breeze. So it's a deep cut into the building. You feel uh, a sharp bit of metal pressing against your palm, and then concrete, jagged concrete pressing against your fingers, and then your tips are up in the air. Mm. It's very cold outside. So is the room, as far as I can tell, is it square, or is it diagonal, or is it, like, what shape am I dealing with here? It's mostly square. Obviously, okay. there's some irregularity due to the uh, broken wall part, broken roof part, really. Can I... I feel my, um, like, hips, seeing if yeah. I have my crowbar, knowing that it's not there... Yeah, you probably wouldn't have your crowbar, would you? Because of no. the thing you were doing before you left. You probably wouldn't even have your gun, actually. No, I don't have any of my weapons, because we established I went into the thing yeah. after I put my gun away. Yeah, indeed. Um, can I... I kind of put brace myself against the wall, mm -hmm. um, like, next to the... Is there space for me to put my foot up against the this locker? I guess... Or is there, or is it just a row of lockers? Uh, it's three lockers, um, and okay. then uh, a space where it looks like there might have been a shelf at some point, and okay. then uh, another space. You can tell that this, this, it sounds like wherever you are is lived in. Mm -hmm. This... Space has been damaged for a while, but it couldn't have been damaged from since before, since the time that the stars fell out of the sky and everything. It has to be, it has to have been destroyed, uh, damaged after that. Mm. This destruction is recent in terms of the last few years. Otherwise, someone, if this place is lived in, someone would have gotten into here by now. Like, okay. it, the very least, to check that there was nothing in here and that concrete still piled up. So, <clears throat> she kind of puts her foot down <clears throat> and she's going to open all of the lockers, one by one, open all, all the right. ones that can open, and then she's going to methodically go through everything and pile it up in the center of the room. All right. 
Brilliant. Good. That's, you do. that's something she can keep control of. I have this. Yeah. I'll make myself a suit of armor out of these hats. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you find a few more hats. You find another thing of, like, uh, grease. You find a toolbox that has a single screwdriver in it and two nails. Uh, you find more piles of clothing. Um, you find one boot. Um, you find a thermos that uh, has had the bottom of it rusted out by whatever liquid is was inside of it. Um, and you find a bent and empty uh, assault rifle magazine. Um, she puts one of the things on her head, one of the... Helmets. Helmets. Um, one I mean, of the she'd know, what a, she'd know what a construction hat is. I'm sure there's some that are still left from the... Yeah, there's a few. They're sort of like um, kind of status symbols. Um, I touch the edge... Um, of the thermos to see if it's sharp or not, or if it's just kind of like dully. Um. It is... It is sharp-ish. It's a, it's a very mild sharpness. Okay. Are the laces still intact on this boot, single boot? Yes, because they're nylon laces. Okay, so I've removed the laces from the boot, mm -hmm. and I've taken the screwdriver, and I've taken the bent magazine, and I am holding the thermos. All right. I'm some kind of weird video game character now. <laughs> When you get to a crafting bench. Sorry, I can combine this nylon lace and screwdriver and thermos. Make make a, some make of... a... Actually, I can think of a way you could make a crossbow out of a sickle, like AK-47 magazine. You could yeah, probably you could. like take the two sides of the magazine off and use them as crossbow arms. Or it could just shoot, or not shoot someone, stab someone with the screwdriver. And then take their gun. Yes. And combine of... it with my thermos. <laughs> to make a silencer? <laughs> make a loudener? It needs to be more loud. Not loud enough. Um, so I take the thermos and I start, like, banging it. On what? On the locker. Okay. Um, like... If the goal is to make a shit ton of noise, the lockers will probably make more noise if they're closed. I say having only ever encountered a locker in a train station and a swimming pool. So um, we have to carry our books to school with us in Australia. Ain't no lockers for us. She uh, just wants to see what response she'll get before closing it. All right. And then How close. long do you bang it into before you give up? How long would Ozair be willing to bang 
with this thermos? Well, she doesn't want to work. She just wants to bang on her drum all day. Um, so she's going to close. Um, she's going to close the um, locker after like a minute and a half. And yeah, you definitely get no response in that first minute. Yeah, and then she starts. Uh, <laughs> she starts continuing banging on it um, with the door closed. Uh, How long would Ozair be willing to bang on this locker? Um, she isn't a patient person, so she'd probably spend, you know, two minutes is her maximum time of banging. All right, you've been banging away at this thing for three minutes in total. Uh, three and a half in total. And... Nothing seems to be happening. Hmm. She sits on the ground and begins to think. All right. Saffron. Yes. It's all right. I could see you struggling to find the unmute microphone button. Yes. Uh, So you managed to get some sleep. Um, That's good. And then uh, early in the morning, uh, Dove comes into your room uh, bearing a tray of food. Um, is this a, is this like a common thing or? No, no, it is not common. You do not normally get brought for breakfast in bed. I assume because you've not established that before. All right. Um, Saffron, Saffron sort of sits up and, uh, reaches over to his bedside table for his mask and fixes it, fixes it onto his face and looks at Dove um, what what are you doing here? I thought that you might like to uh, have your breakfast here instead of downstairs with all the rabble. Uh, you know, you've been you've been working really hard uh, this season, and you know, not just on the, the on the show, you've also been helping the community and all that. And you know, I wanted to, I just wanted to, you know show you that we all appreciate everything that you do for us. Um, I give him sort of a mistrustful look from behind my mask, and then I'm going to read a person, because Go for I, don't, it. I don't trust him. I wouldn't trust him either. All right. Um, of course... Actors always uh, want something. Yeah. All right. Um, so that's plus one. Got to get out my die roller here. Um, so I got an eight. All right. Um, you can hold hmm. or you can ask now. I will. I will hold. Um, right. So I guess I'll. I guess I'll sit up and and see what Dove has brought me to eat. Uh, he has brought you a uh, 
a hash brown uh, made out of a, uh, a sweet potato, uh, as well as a uh, fillet of fish and a bowl of small fruit. All right. Um, I will. I will say. Um, thank you, Dove. I I appreciate the I appreciate the gesture. Oh no, no problem. It's it's all fine. You know, we just you work so hard, and I, I think we should all do more to help you out. You know, you. You wrangle our lives for us and make sure we have a roof over our head, keep us fed, you know, and and all we do is create more drama in your life, you know. You, I really admire your passion for the work, for the craft. Hmm. Well, it's it's very good to know that I am appreciated. Um, what does Dove wish that I would do? Dove wishes that you would open up and confide in them. Hmm. You know, it uh, it has been it has been rather difficult lately. I feel as though it's only going to get more difficult in the future. What with all this bean business, mm. the militia. <sighs> I. What, what, what were you going to say? I wasn't going to say anything. I was waiting. For, I was saying what you were saying. Hmm. Bean, a uh, bean. Fuck bean. Dove. Uh, Dove leans in as you say this. Hey, hey, it's all right. You know, no one's gonna take away uh, this place from you. You're gonna hold on to it till the day you die. You're damn right, I am, Dove. You're damn right, I am. You know, but maybe, maybe you need to take on more help. Maybe you know. Maybe it's time for some of the members of the crew to diversify, learn other roles. Are you volunteering? I mean, I guess. I, I you know, I, what, I just think maybe there's more that we can all be doing to help you out, you know. Share the load. All right. I will take that under advisement. What uh, what role do you see yourself in? Oh, uh, I I don't know. Um, I've been interested in uh, writing a bit. Um, you know, uh, uh, you you know, develop. Maybe I can help develop the script for the summertime or, or something or you know whatever whatever task really you think I'd be best suited to in a secondary capacity capacity you know of course 
<sighs> the summer may be a bit too soon, but perhaps the fall. Yeah, yeah, all right. That's 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 good. Anyway, you you enjoy your food. Um, I'll leave you be, and then they right. walk out. Um, saffron doesn't touch a bite of it. <laughs> <laughs> Poison. Yeah. <laughs> um. I think uh, he is he is going to go down and find uh, Huskvana and see what has been going around Shipside lately. All right, we'll get to that in a minute. Saffron, where? Not Saffron, the other one. Ayazama. Jesus Christ. I know that guy. Ayazama, where stressed. do you find uh, Ozez's two able-bodied workers? Um, how much do they like Pamming? You know, some. All right. Then they're probably at work doing... Well, they work with Ozer, and Ozer's workshop is currently occupied. Um... So I figure I probably find them milling around in the like common common room slash rest area for the dammers. Yeah, you find them in one of the uh, empty uh, generator rooms, which is sort of turned into. Um, there is some housing. At the back end of it, um, where like a bunch of shacks made out of cloth and banana leaves are, uh, and then in the foreground there's uh, there's sort of an open area, um, you know, there's some right. log log chairs and stuff like that there. Mm, logs. Uh, so I go over to them. Oh, ex excuse me. Uh, Karna, uh, two. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm sure you heard about the incident in Ozair's workshop last night. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm sure, I don't know why everyone's getting all angry at uh, Ozair about it. Uh, probably know what they're doing, you know. Ozair's, Ozair's got, a, got a, quite a head on their shoulders. Oh, yes, yes, oh, I... I agree, but uh, Pamming is awake, and she asked to see the two of you. Oh, well, all right, come on. You see them slap, uh, two slaps them, and they, they head off. I'm like, thanks, thanks for letting us know. Thanks for watching over last night as well. And they walk off. My pleasure. Uh, I'm going to follow them back for now. All right. Uh, yeah, you walk out the hall and they head down towards uh, Pamming. Babylon is still asleep in Ozair's workshop. Yes, I need to collect her and then we can go. So they walk in and move over to Pamming and then Babylon is sitting up and looks to you and then quickly jumps to her feet and walks over. Well, it seems that there's nothing more we can do for Pamming here, Babylon. I suggest that we return to the aquifer and get ready for morning services, even though they might be a little yes. delayed. Yes, 
Yes, of course. And then as you step outside the room, everyone says, what if Ozair returns while we're away? Well, then, she will be someone else's problem. Right. We still have a duty to do. I thought that she was in, that they were an important part of your plan going forward. Yes. Well, only source knows where she is, and it might be suspicious for us to stay here too long. There's nothing more that could be done for Pamming by us. We need Ozair to return. All right. Very well. Uh, so you head back to perform service. Yes. Um, so what is the content of today's service? Now, previously you've rolled and then told me, but I think that you should actually say what you're going to try and say okay. to the people. And, and then, then when you pick off, and then when you roll, you pick off the list because it might be like, oh, I'm gonna try and you know, gotcha. arm the community and heal some people. But then you might roll, you know, eight or nine and only get to pick one of the things. So it's gotcha. like, well, I don't calm them down, but I sure heal the sick. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, anyone distraught is calmed because I feel like people are still pretty upset just, after. You just did the exact opposite of the thing that I told you to do. Oh, no, no, no sorry, I follow. I'm an idiot. Yes, you're <laughs> correct. You're telling me what you're going to try and do. Never mind. Yeah. Me, I'm a dumbo. It's okay. Uh, so anyone distraught is calm, and the source speaks to me, uh, is what I'm going for. So, and what uh, kind I, of a parable or whatever are you going to tell them to try and calm them down? Uh, I'm going to read to them um, from the book of... Canteen uh, Peak, uh, who was the Can Peak P E A K. Oh, peak. That makes more sense. Yes, Canteen Peak was the third canteen uh, in our community, uh, and she was well known for uh, being a. Uh, uh, they they refer to her as the Still Pond. She was very she was very Zed. Not that they knew what Zen was then. Um, so I'm going to read to them passages from her book about how one should not be quick to judgment before one knows all the facts and basically try to calm everyone down so that when Ozair comes back, they won't just lynch her. Yep. So let's see how that goes. Uh, roll plus cool. And instead of rolling, it did nothing. There we go. Okay. Uh, all right, so the die roll. Uh, uh, let me... Breaking up a little there, Alex. All right, so something's up with Alex. Um, all right, so Ozea. Oh, the dice. Oh no, there, there he is. He's back-ish. 
Oh, yep, it froze for a second. There Sorry. Uh, I rolled a nine. I didn't realize that my internet hiccuped again. I rolled a nine, uh, so I only get to pick one. So anyone's no, not anyone. So anyone distraught is calmed. So I will forego the vision from the source, so that hopefully people will be less inclined to murder Ozair when she returns. All right. So you calm some XP. of the folks down. You do mark XP. Uh, you calm down the some of the folks down. Um, and uh, you see uh, dandelion. Dandelion? No, the other one. Where is my thing? Husqvarna? See... No. You see Cam uh, attending the service. Um, right, yes. Standing close to a raggedy man. Um, and then when the service is concluded, they both sort of hurry out the door. Uh, are you going to go talk to the con? Uh, yes. Yes, I am. Uh, I'm going to leave the post-service cleanup to Lissa and uh, Babylon. And for me to... Babylon's real happy about that. Running yep. off to your side gal and leaving her to clean. Hey, hey, it's a private service. Oh yeah, real private. Oh Proper yeah. Proper service. <laughs> Full frontal service. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I get my my to go bag and head over to the the yacht where the cons are. Uh, so, um, you, uh, are you going to bring anything to, uh, for Pacifica? Um, as... A gift or a token? Yes. Um, as Ayazama's leaving, he stops and looks in the, um... Like the collection basket where people leave things for the source, you know, in like yep. in like tribute, um, and there is a shiny bauble in there. It's a, uh, it's like a, um, like kind kind of kind of like a brooch that someone made, but like cruder. So it's 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 more like the pin from that the hand of the king wears in Game of Thrones, which has got like. A really yeah, thick I back follow, you put I, through, yeah, through the button. Yeah, All right. so, something cool. like that. So you grab that. And uh, I tuck it in my pocket so it's not like I'm walking through town carrying this thing. And then you head off. All right. Yep. Uh, there. What about me? How you, how you going, buddy? Well... She's not going to dig her way out, no. Um, stands up. Mm-hmm. Goes to her original locker. Mm-hmm. Screwdriver in hand. And begins to start trying to pry away at the back part of this. 
She doesn't know what to do. She's at, at the at the crack. Yes. All right. Um. As you're trying to dig into it, every few minutes, greasy oil is dripping onto your person. Uh, you know, it's getting on your face, in your hair. Um. You've taken the helmet off. Uh, it's coming through that crack. Um, oh. You had to pull out that top shelf in order to get purchase on the crack, but it's it's coming through the crack and it's sort of drizzle, drizzling down your arm and dripping onto your face and whatnot as you're trying to scoop some of the small <laughs> amount of concrete dust you've managed to get out. Kind of stick my face up to it, kind of cover my mouth and kind of, oops, cover my mouth and kind of stick my face up next to the, like, as far as I can see. You're starting to see a little bit of light. It's not natural light, like what's coming through the hole in the rest of the room. Um, it's a, uh, like, a artificial, like, electric light. Um, very sulfurish color. Um... And you think you can see something moving, like a machine? Uh, it might just be the shadow of the machine's movement that you're seeing. Hmm. Well, there kind of looks around. Mm-hmm. In the room. And digs all the garbage out of her pockets. Yep. And kind of focuses on leaving. Oh, okay. She's done being here. All right. Nine, ten. Nice. So you tell the book out of there. Yes. Um, the things I'm choosing, I reemerge in a different place altogether, and I can still watch and hear what is happening in this room after I leave. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, where do you reappear? Back where I'm supposed to be. Back in my workshop. Uh, so you don't appear in your workshop. You appear standing on your jetty thing. Right near the ladder that leads down to your workshop. And you're staring off in the distance. You realize that you're facing in the direction of uh, where the Mountaineer's stronghold is believed to be. You're staring straight at it. You can see in the far-off distance on top of the mountain that aging radio tower. I put up both my hands with my middle fingers extended, and I go to my workshop where I wanted to go in the first place. 
Yeah, you climb down that ladder into your workshop. And you see your two, uh, two of your crew standing over Pamming. They see you walking and said, "Oh, is there? Uh, Pamming's up." Good. Can we? Is she? Can we take this stuff off of her, or does she need to keep all of this business in her? Or I don't know. Let me look at her. Yeah, you're looking her over. Apart from the scars on her hands, she should be good to go. You just have to unplug all this crap from her. I begin doing that. Cool. Do you do anything to calm her down as you're pulling this stuff out of her? You know, you put the breathing tube down her throat, so that's not fun to pull out. Well... I kind of lean um, down as close as I can to her ear, and I say, if you move when I pull this out of you, you will die. Her eyes widen, and she locks perfectly still. Oh, I wanted to manipulate her. Oh, well, go for it. Go for it. So then I can fuck up and then kill her. Make that roll, get that experience. Uh, that is an eight. Nice. So she needs some kind of concrete assurance, uh, corroboration, or evidence first. She needs you to reassure her. Well, if she was not my cousin, I would kiss her. But that is too weird. That is a line even I will not cross. Maybe you're Italian. And I kind of, um, like, stroke her hair as if she was, like, my child. Her hair is very uh, sticky uh, and clumping together from the sweat and blood and other weird fluids that leaked out of her face. Yay. And I'm going to pull her apart, essentially. All right. Release the machine monster. It takes you a few minutes, but you get her all free, and she sort of just sits there on the thing, breathing very deeply for a while um, before she gets up and just hugs you. uh, Really tightly, but silently. I kind of stiffen, but then I kind of wrap my arms around her. And I say, it was worth it, but um, you're going to have to take over now. What, What do you mean? I'm done doing this job. But how, how will you feed yourself if you stop doing this job? What are you going to do to eat? I kind of um, chuckle at her and I say, hopefully that won't be too big of a problem. Okay. And I would like to go and collect all of my weapons. Do it. You collect all of your weapons. Yep. 
some of them, I'm guessing, will look more ornate than they once did. Yes, they might. <laughs> that crowbar looks an awful lot like a spear now. It looks like a crowbar with a stick attached to it. <laughs> I can beat you from farther away. You made yes. a you made a billhook out of Sorry. a crowbar and a and a pool a pool cleaning rod. Before Ozair leaves the workshop, um, mm-hmm. she takes her jacket that um, was taken off by Saffron. And she puts it over Pamming. <clears throat> and she says... Bloodstains and all. Yeah, and she says, take care of it. Oh, um, okay. And I leave with a shotgun, an SMG, my magnum and crowbar... Weirdest battle babe ever. And I go somewhere. <laughs> is that what you're? Is that what you're changing your character to? A battle babe? Yes. Nice. With my minus one hot. <laughs> yeah, but just uh, take take all those cool moves. <laughs> I know, right? What's your cool at zero? Yes. <laughs> So I'm curious, when you change, do you keep all your savvy head moves, or do you lose all those? You have to you... leave some stuff behind, like they yeah. don't have, yeah, he won't have the workshop. Gotcha. And I'm probably leaving behind the hoggery um, move. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, at, look at how well that worked out for you so far. Oh. But I still get to keep my cool weird going into that maelstrom move, and the Talk passionately. Yeah, talk that passion. Sorry. All right. So, Saffron, you go to find Husqvarna. What are the wash facilities like on in in the theater? Um, I'm guessing they are. Uh, combination below decks, uh, probably largely staffed by our theater rats. Um, since there's a, an abundance of them, it's probably uh, more like an assembly line than anything else. Um, you know, there's there's two. Um, we don't we don't have any any electrical. Um, Laundry facilities, but we've got a, a couple of uh, a couple of theater rats with you know the washboard and the tub um, washing I, washing things. I'm gonna and... stop you right there because that's brilliant. But I meant like personal bathing facilities. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I I had a bit of a bit of a cultural divide there. Yeah. Um. In that case, maybe uh, Husqvarna and I have our own private facilities, but everybody else uses whatever's in the dressing rooms. You know, they use like it. They have like the portable. They have the bathtub that's just a tub, and then they like yeah. fill it with water from the lake. Um, 
Yeah, I would say... Hmm. Maybe, maybe something, something a bit more... Um, Hmm. Maybe maybe we've got like a water pump, uh, so we we do have like pressurized plumbing. Right here, cool. You probably have like a water tank on top of the building, and that way yeah. it just it's gravity fed. Um, so you find Husqvarna in her ensuite. I um, knock on the door. Um, Vana, I hope I'm not interrupting. Do you open the door? No, I wait for her to say that it's all right for me to enter. Uh, give me a minute, darling. I'm just um, indecent. Just Oops. hang on one moment, and then you hear some hushed whispering. Okay. <laughs> uh, just one moment. More hushed whispering. You hear something f fall over. Uh, hushed swearing. Um, almost there, just, just one more minute, just hang on, just, just one, just give me one second. And then the door to the bathroom opens slightly, and you see Husqvarna with wet hair, uh, just, just their face. Yes, Saffron, what can I do for you? Um, I was just hoping for a bit of an update on rehearsals in the past few days since I haven't been around. Should, should I come back? Um... The rehearsal's been going fine. Is that all? Um, is there anything else you'd care to update me on? How have the performances been coming along? Um, are they are they picking up that number at the end of Act Two a little more? Uh, yes, yes, yeah. Uh, which one? Sorry. Um, at the at the uh, the end of the prom when. When everybody is running and dying and it's supposed to be chaos, they, they've never quite gotten into the spirit of it, I, I don't think. Um, they're getting there. I think they'll have a down pack by, by the end of this week. Um, uh, just one moment. She closes the door. You hear more whispering. Um, and they open again. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah, I think they'll have it soon. Mm-hmm. All right, um, I'm gonna read a person again. Go for it. And I'm at one still. That has not changed. So eight again. Um, hmm. I'm going to go with what is. Husqvarna really feeling. Husqvarna is really feeling. How to put this into words? Husqvarna is feeling surprised uh, and caught off guard. Okay, fair enough. Um, listen, listen, dear, I, I don't want to disturb you. I just wanted to thank you for all your help. You've been you've been just wonderful over the past few days. I I know that I've been uh, I've been absent, and I will try to be at rehearsal this afternoon, and uh, I'll try not to miss any more. Um, but I'm afraid I must go to the dam for a little while. But I will be back. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. You you take your time. And then they close the door. All right, I will. I will leave. I don't want to. I don't want to intrude on whatever she's got going on. Although when you when you get down the hallway, you swear you hear shouting coming from Muscarana's room. It's hard <laughs> to hear, but because you know you've got two layers of door. Yeah. To hear it through. So you're um, going to the dam, are you? Yeah, I I should check on uh, Ozair to see if he's if she's come back, and also that you know young woman who was um, hurt so badly injured last night. I'm rather well, curious to see what happened. Well, you're docked, um, as previously established last run. Right. Um, but as you get to the you know to go to step off the. Uh, Theater rats are untying the ship. Um, so, oh, do do you want to do you want us to wait for you, from to wait for you to get back, or uh, should we just go uh, get get on uh, get on get a uh, get it going, get it on, get on with it, get going with it? Uh, yes, wait. All right. Well, we're, uh, yep. So they start tying it back up, and then they light up. All of them light up. Oh. You know, start chugging away like chimneys. Right, so then I will head back down toward uh, Ozair's workshop. Ozair, when does uh, Saffron bump into you? Because, you know, you're leaving the workshop and Oz and Saffron is heading to the workshop. So where on the dam do you bump into each other? Um, probably, I think it's, if this is all right with Saffron, I think... Saffron does a double take because yeah. I I was gonna uh, say like Saffron's eyes go wide when she sees that you're like sh strapped with uh, all of these guns and she's kind of there's a different look in her eye she used to have these like kind of um, very like appraising looking eyes but now there's like an indifference to them but still mostly the same. Um, hair still cut in that kind of short, don't get in my face kind of way, but um, all she's wearing is a pair of like the cargo pants that she has, and like essentially what is a uh, some kind of I don't know, what would function as a bra in the post-apocalyptic society. Some kind of cloth binding. Yep. Around the chest. <clears throat> so Saffron, Saffron sort of stares at you agape for a moment, and and says, "What, what, what are you doing? What? Okay, we need to talk right now." What are we talking about? Okay, first of all, why are you walking around like you're ready for a war? Second of all, where did you go last night? Hmm. I don't care about your first question, so I'll answer your second one. Um, I have this kind of ability to uh, disappear and go into, you know, that maelstrom thing and then reappear somewhere else. Oh, oh, how lovely for you. 
You disappear when it's when it's the most convenient for you. And I put my arms in front of his face to show that there are the skin has kind of grown back on them. The hands are miraculously healing. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, and 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 you get healed to boot. Well, um, forgive me, forgive me for saying so, Ozair, but you you you're not supposed to have any of those. First of all, have any what? I I gesture to the you know now massive amounts of weapons that you're wearing your shotgun your your SMG kind of people non... people are staring. Well, I was um, looking for somewhere to live, as I don't have a place to live anymore, as I've handed over all of my duties to. Hamming, who is now in charge of my workshop. Huh. Well, um... Not declaring war, I'm just taking my possessions from the uh, the workshop. And these are my possessions. It's as simple as that, Saffron. Hmm. Why don't you come and live on the theater boat? We could use someone with your mechanical knowledge, and I quite frankly I want to keep you where I can I keep an eye anymore. on you. Fixing things? No. I'm here to start problems. <laughs> I'm here to end problems. <laughs> got a problem? I got a problem solver, and his name is Revolver. Uh, John Revolver? <laughs> yeah. Um... She kind of looks at you and says, well, I'll help do what I can, but I'm not, not promising anything. I won't try and freeload, but... Fine. Do what you can. Would you take them back to the boat? Yeah, uh, Saffron just sort of turns on his heel and and starts walking back toward the toward the boat without waiting for uh, for Ozair to follow them or even bothering to see if Ozair is following them. Ozair, are you following Saffron back to the boat? Of course. Um, in the time between that, I would like to wave someone down, like a sure. child. Yeah, you are uh, one of the one of the uh, one of the theater rats that is currently uh, doing an internship on the dam. Uh, you managed to get them. They walk over to you and say, "Oh, is there? You 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 got you got all them guns. You like strapped up with guns and stuff. You like we were strapped up." And I kind of like spread my arms, and I say, "Listen, child, I need you to deliver a message to my father." Oh yeah, Tell I can. Him, I can. I'll say anything later. I can, I can, I can talk to Ethan. I can talk to Ethan for you. He keeps sort of rambling on as you're trying to tell him the message. I grab his face. Uh, oh. Shut up and listen. Shuts up and listens. You will tell my father. Mm-hmm. I am done working 
um, doing this kind of stupid job. And um, if he wants to see me, um, I'll be at Saffron's. Do you let go of his face? I lean down and I kind of give him that kind of motherly kiss on the head. Hey, and then as, I, you're wa- as you're walking away, he says, "Hey, was there? Do you have any smokes? You got any smokes? Got any ciggies? Got any some? Got some? Got some? Got some ciggies? Any ciggies? Smokes? Smokes? Smokables?" If you come back and you tell me that you've done this, I will show you something better. Than smoking. Their eyes go wide as they think they're about to become a man and then run off. <laughs> I'm not going to sex this child, so we don't have to worry. I about hope that. not, but ch- but you know, fourteen year olds are dumb. That's true. I'm a beautiful man woman and no one knows. <laughs> hey look, he doesn't care what you got as long as you're beautiful. Mm. That's right. I am very Just striking androgyny. That's right. Just a question. Can I have picked up a chain on my way? Um, sure. You can have <laughs> whatever you need to become the badass battle babe that you need to be. Thank you. Is your crowbar a flail now? Um, it's more like, what's that uh, Japanese weapon that has the, the Kurosagama, I think it is? With the... Uh, yeah, the chained karma. Yeah. It's got a chain. It's pretty much like bottom. that, except for it has a crowbar at the end of it. <laughs> just just don't use it like they do in anime, because that's not how they're used. I'm going to jump they up throw, in the air. Where they throw the karma out and then pull back in, it's like, no, mate, the chain is, the chain is like for block. And grappling. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it out, and it's gonna bounce off a tree, and then bounce off another tree, and then hit someone in the back of the head because I'm cool. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, as you are about to board the ship, you see Bean flanked by a uh, small, uh, spiky gentleman, uh, and uh, Saffron Spy uh, Cockle. Uh, there. They have um, hatchets that are made by getting like a, a log or something out of the verdant and then shoving a piece of scavenged steel into the top of it. Uh, and then they have uh, spears made in much the same way, and they are wearing um, they have uh, some uh, leather. It looks like rasback skin uh, on their chests. And they're, sta- and they're striding purposefully towards uh, Saffron and Ozair as you right. quickly step onto the boat. I So where are they in relation to us? Are they coming from, like... They're walking down the dam. So, you've, so the okay. boat is sort of a T to the dam, and they're walking down the dam. They're clearly walking towards you. You can tell they're, like, maybe 20 meters off. I step in front of Saffron. All right. And I wait. And I turn, I kind of turn my head towards Saffron and I say, Don't worry. I'll take care of this. Show of force time. Mm. 
Saffron uh, sort of stands behind Ozair with his hands clasped behind his back, waiting as well. You see Toyota down the dam, down the dock, sort of leaning off one of the support posts on his boat, sort of leaning out and watching Bean walk towards you. Um, <laughs> Some shit's going down. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Toyota lives for. <laughs> that and fucking. Uh, so, uh, Bean stops uh, just short of, you know, stepping onto your boat and says, Saffron, what do you think you're doing? Ozair, what are you... What, what? And, like, his hand, you know, is pointed at uh, Ozair appraisingly, I guess. What do you I want? think... Go ahead. You take... What do what I do want? want? I, I want to know why Saffron seems to be uh, arming themselves with a mercenary doctor mechanic? Like, after that stunt you pulled last night? Like, what is going on? Um, as he kind of says that, uh, Ozer kind of turns back and smiles at Saffron. I like the sound of that. <laughs> I'm changing and, my name to Mercenary Doctor Mechanic. That's right. Um, that's Doctor Mercenary Doctor Mechanic to you. D M D M. She kind of lets all of her weapons, you know, that aren't like, um, you know, they're on straps or whatever, kind of go limp. Mm-hmm. Um, crosses her arms and says, "What would it take?" For me to make this all go away. What? What do you mean? Like, like, do I have to shoot you? Do I have to join your little militia? Like, uh, he sort of steps back, and the spiky one steps forward, hand on his shitty little uh, split open aluminium can axe. It's like, hey. You don't talk to the commander that way, right? Please, everyone, there's no need for this. Ozair recently vacated, very recently in fact, vacated her position and now is in need of a place to live and I offered her a berth and that is all this is about. Now, Bean, don't you have drilling or practicing or something else you should be doing? Um, Ozair bites her lip and then says, Yeah, Bean, don't you have some drilling to do? Make me that roll! <laughs> Make me that manipulate roll. And I'll give you a plus one to that because that's real jarring. That's that's some uh, proper whiplash. Let's see. That is a ten. That still gets me a nine, though. Even with the plus one? Yes, because it's nine, and then plus one is ten. So, that's like manipulator. Yes, seduce, manipulate. I'm more seducing him. I just want him to go away. Um, um, uh, Perhaps if he goes away, there will be drilling in his future. This is just okay. Uh, he's, um, look, all right. 
You can't be walking around with those weapons out. Um, so, you know, put them away or, or something. He turns around and walks away, and as uh, as he's walking away, Cockle sort of like, you know, rubs her nose and winks at you, uh, Saffron, and then turns to walk off. Oh, <laughs> That's not the signal! <laughs> Do I see this strange occurrence in front of my eyes? She looks like she's got something wrong with her face, is your initial you see, response. You see Saffron, like, face-palming so hard, just... Uh... Awesome. Uh, right. So, come, let's, uh, let's see if we can find you a berth. Alright, I'm going to assume that that goes... You find them a spot to stay... No problem. Yeah. Ayazama. Yes. You arrive at the uh, Con's yacht. Uh, Holland is nowhere to be seen. Oh, and the half, half the bodyguards are nowhere to be seen. Uh, and you step on board, uh, and normally the bodyguard, Pacific's bodyguard, follows you into the room, mm -hmm. uh, just sort of gestures in. And then closes the door behind you. Is Pacifica there? Pacifica is there. She That's is. Good. She looks like maybe she's. She looks like uh, she's. She's dressed as if she's just gotten out of bed, but she doesn't look like she's just gotten out of bed. She looks like she's been up for like an hour making herself look presentable in gotcha. her night clothes. Oh, well, I, <clears throat> it seems that I... Canteen, Ayazama, I didn't know that, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I had a... My apologies. I overslept after the events last night, I haven't had time to get uh, myself prepared for the day's events. Obviously, it was quite a uh, interesting night. Yes, yes, with all of those uh, the events going on. You see the closing blinds on the yacht's windows. <laughs> yes, uh, for I'm, I'm going to, I guess, just follow through with what we have established and you know go to like one of the little end tables and open unzip my uh, travel kits. And, you know, start to lay things out like I'm going for a sermon. Mm -hmm. You start laying things out. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> uh, Say no more. Uh, you see uh, Saffron, sort of, Saffron Pacifica sort of lounge across the seating sp spot in the yacht. Do you know how they're like, they're like booth seats? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's sort of lounging across one of those, um, just watching you unpack your gear. Uh, so Ayazama uh, unpack, you know, like takes out his little vials of water, his little his little book, uh, and then reaches into his kit and pulls out that that brooch that he that he took, uh, and walks over and hands it to Pacifica. This is an interesting gesture. Well, I just... What is... It's quite pretty. What is it? 
uh, it's it's something to be worn on the lapel. Just a little something for you. Can I roll? Um, uh, I'm, uh, can I seduce or manipulate? Go for it. Uh, since plus hot, so I don't know why I'm looking it up. I know that. Uh, so so hot. Let's roll some dice. That's a seven. So not great, but okay. Uh, let me mark that XP. So let me see. What do I get for a seven? Um, seven to nine. Oh right, I'd tell them what to do if they go along. Mark experience. Uh, oh no, on a miss. Wait. For NPCs on a 10 plus, they'll go along with you unless or until some factor action betrays the reason you gave them. On a 7 to 9, they'll go along with you, but need some concrete assurances, corroboration, or evidence first. Um, so I'm just going to tell her, uh, you know, I saw that, uh, I don't know, I, I saw the, the design and the pattern, and it just made me think of you. So I think it would look lovely if you wore that when you go out later. I, she puts her hand uh, on yours and says, I'm not sure it matches anything that I might wear in public, uh, but... Uh, well then, perhaps I, for... I certainly, I certainly will wear it whenever I have opportunity. Well, very well. Uh, and then she says, Canteen, uh, there's something that I wanted to share with you. She reaches down into a cabinet and pulls out a... Uh, it's like a wooden box with uh, a speaker attached to it. You've seen speakers before. Um, mm -hmm. Normally at... Uh, but not in a while. Um, and she places it down. She opens the box up and there's... Uh, there's a mess of wires and things in there. And then she uh, does, touches a few things and then closes the box. And then a few seconds later, some loud but pleasant music starts playing. From uh, the box? From the box. And then she moves... <laughs> it's called Chair Pump. <laughs> uh, and then she moves quite close to you uh, and says... I'm very thankful for the gift. Perhaps there is a way I can show my appreciation to the canteen? Oh, I think that there is a one or two things. And uh, I'm not going to roll the seducer again. The camera just slowly pans away as the music gets louder. Mm. Uh, uh, you're not going to use your sex move again uh, okay. on her because I don't really think that that is, makes sense considering yeah, what fine. you did last time, which was you know you gotta you gotta keep yourself in control. Yep. Well, if they go on to do it, I mark experience. Yeah. So we'll well, see what happens. There hasn't been there hasn't been no one's and tried to dispose of her rule yet. So yet, yet. Let's yeah. See what Saf Saffron and Isaiah do. Uh, as um, as you're laying there in the afterglow, uh, for a few moments, um, just being near one another, 
uh, you hear a loud knocking uh, from the door, uh, and then you hear the voice of Pacifica's bodyguard say, uh, you, your uh, Holland approaches, my dear. Yeah. All right, uh, Ayazama. Uh, I think I think one of one of the benefits of always wearing a gold toga is that you can never really tell if it's disheveled because it's yeah, always right. disheveled. Uh, so Ayazama quickly throws on his clothes, uh, and since he already had his uh, his kit out, uh, he puts that away. Uh, and picks it up and says, well, I should probably be going. You don't really see Pacifica doing much to get ready or get dressed. Um, you see her sort of reach down uh, next to the bed and pick up a uh, sort of loose-fitting robe. Um, like More like a more like a silk robe than like a you right. know, hotel dressing gown. Can I read a um, person? Go for it. Uh, plus sharp. Uh, twelve. Twelve. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, what's the character really feeling? It is really feeling um quite calm. Um, they're feeling um. They are feeling powerful. Does Holland know about us? Know what? That you attend to my spiritual needs, she says as she puts on this robe and haphazardly ties it. Hmm. You don't seem very concerned that your husband is coming home. Husband? He's my partner in ruling the community. Uh, the door out of, opens. Out of uh, character. They are, they are like, officially married, right? Yeah, they're totally officially married. Okay. okay. Uh, the door opens, uh, and Holland steps in. Um, and he looks at you as you're gathering your things, and then... Walk so they look at you. You don't know yeah. this guy. Uh, and then, uh, and then uh, Holland steps over next to Pacifica, uh, and they lean in close to one another, and they say, "Exchange something that you can't quite hear." Do you want to use another one of your hold? Yes. Uh, what uh, was for read a person? Uh, mm. What does the character intend to do? Uh, the character intends to manipulate you. Okay. Says, uh, and then she turns for away from Holland and says, um, Ayazama, have you... Have you ever ministered to Saffron and uh, the people that work underneath him? Uh, 
I suppose, uh, not directly, uh, but Saffron, you know, as you well, as you both know, all are welcome at the Aquifer of the Soul, and I have seen uh, Saffron's empl employees, uh, hmm. Saffron's comrades, actors. At the actors. Yes, I have seen Saffron's actors uh, attend services before. We're just, we're concerned. I'm concerned, she says. I'm concerned that perhaps they're drifting away from the community. You know, they're seeing us more as a meal ticket, some, something, someone to be exploited rather than truly contributing. Um, I just, I know that you and Saffron have been spending some time together, and I thought perhaps you could talk to him about maybe uh, helping the crew, the the actors, get over this disassociative, antisocial stint that they've gotten themselves into. Hmm. All right, I'm going to use my last hold. What does uh, Pacifica wish I would do? She uh, wishes that you would weaken Saffron's control over uh, their actors by making them uh, more loyal to the church. Hmm. Well, I, I sir, can certainly appreciate your, your concern for the community. In fact, it's, it's admirable. Uh, I shall I shall speak with Saffron and and see if perhaps there is some way we can all work together to for the betterment of the community. Thank you so much, Aizama. You do so much to help help me and help Holland uh, keep the community in good spirits. And then Pacifica gestures to the door as if to say, "You can leave now." I yes, I, I smile and give a little a, a nod to both of them. Of course, thank you very much, Pacifica and Holland. A blessed day to you both. And I leave. Print. Are you go where are you going after you leave the yacht? Uh well, uh Ayazama is going to go back to the source. Uh, for now, because he does not want if if anyone's watching, uh, he doesn't want to just go running to Saffron. So he's going to go back to the source, you know, as if yeah, that's a good idea. Next chance I get, I should go over to the boat, especially because Saffron would have undocked by now. So I'd have to like get a boat over to his boat. Mm -hmm. So, so Saffron. Yeah. Yes. What, uh, what, if anything, are you uh, doing about that little signal that you got? Um, I forget. Did we arrange a dead drop? I thought we you did. You did. They come to your evening performances. But I'm guessing that because Cockle saw you, they were like, oh, yeah. I can tell them that I have a thing. So, if you don't do anything, they'll come to the evening performance. 
Uh, yeah, in that case, I'll just wait for the evening performance and see if Cockle shows up. All right. Um, Saffron, is there anyone on the cr- in the crew that would have a problem with Ozair moving in? Um, hmm. I have a note here. Let me see. The one of the one of the actors named Jack Bird. I wrote that they had an issue with Ozair because of a weird interaction that they had uh, during the uh, perf- the opening performance game. So maybe Jack Bird. And possibly, possibly Ba, the lighting director, because uh, Ozair bailed them out, and Ba might be worried for his job. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, after you've shown Ozair to their room, uh, and you're heading off to do your your various things, Jackbird comes up to you. Um, describe Jack Bird for the listeners. Um, let's see. He's he's the second male lead, so he's he's tall and thin, uh, with with fair hair, and he has um, he has a waxed mustache. Oh God. Um. And he he dresses in. He dresses very flamboyantly. He sort of um, does that one, that two-finger like stroke of the moustache where you push it back over your lip. And okay. He walks up to you and says, uh, Saffron, can I have a quick word? Of course, Jackbird. You know, I'm, my door is always open. Look, um, what is Ozair doing here? Well, uh, Ozair has recently vacated their position um, on the dam and is seeking some place to live and offered to contribute their services in any way that they could to the operations of the theater. So, excuse me, they live they live here now. Right. I I'm just I'm not sure if it's a good fit. I feel like perhaps Ozair is going to disrupt a lot of the atmosphere. You know, they don't really partake. Well, it's it's only been a couple of hours. Why don't we try it out and see how well things go? Hey, look, it's your production. If you want to ruin it, that's fine by me. And then he walks off. <laughs> Um, Twelve lashes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ozair. No, I'm sorry, not, not Ozair. Um, Saffron, I think, is is going to uh, follow um, Jackbird a bit down the corridor and and says to him. Now, Jackbird, you know that I only have the best interests of this company and the the continuation of our our operations and the perfection of our art uh, at, in mind, and I would never do anything to willingly interrupt any of those 
any of those things. Um, so why don't you see how things go, and if Ozair is really the problem that you think they're going to be, we have I have no problem showing them the door. Um, I would like to seduce or manipulate. I'm Go really, really just like take your, take all your bullshit and shove it, because I. <laughs> all, right. all right. Who run Bada Town? Right. All right. Um. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Okay. On a ten plus, they go along with you unless some factor action betrays the reason you gave them. <sighs> he sort of sighs and like makes a big to do about it and then walks away. Okay. He actually walks in the opposite direction to the way he was walking before. You can tell that he was probably walking towards Ozair's room, and then he <laughs> walks in the other direction. That's good. I'm glad I defused that situation. Yeah, now what am I going to fucking do with Ozair? Um, guess they're going to talk to Bar. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense that Bar might go to Ozair first, because Bar is one of uh, Ozair's brother's husband's. There is definitely a family connection. So, uh, Ozair, after what do you do to settle into this room? Um, I don't know. There's, uh, there's. What does this room look you can, like? You okay? Uh, so it's got um, like wood-ish paneling uh, halfway up, and then it changes to wallpaper. And there are parts where the wallpaper is like been punched through and you can see like the shitty wooden like slatted wall behind it um uh there's other parts where it's been like covered up with paper uh of like you know paper that's been made out of sawdust and water um you know and, and a little bit of glue uh and you know there's some cloth uh, there's a curtain sort of pinned above a window. It's not like on a curtain rod or anything. This is, uh, it looks like this uh, may have been a storage room up until like the moment you stepped on the ship and everyone overheard Saffron say, oh, there's living here now. And then everyone's like, you know, as, as Saffron's giving you the tour of the boat, everyone's quickly cleaning at that room. So there's no real amenities in here. There is a dressing table and nothing else. There's not even a bed in here at the moment. Well, I guess I'll have to find a bed for the night. No. Um, I open, or I guess the dressing table. These, uh... I just kind of dump my weapons on the top of it. Yeah, the pistols keeps sort of sliding off. Like, it doesn't all fit on there. Um, I stick it in my pants. Well, I guess this is coming with me. Um, Well, there kind of crosses her arms and looks at this place and kind of sighs and says, well, it is what it is. Look to the door itself. Is there a some kind of lock on this door? 
You know those fence gate bolt things? Yes. Yeah, it's one of those. Like, the, you realize the door handle doesn't even close properly. Oh my god. Oh my god. They've like they've, they've pulled apart the door handle mechanism to fix another door handle. So the door handle here is just the knobs. Just the but the part that clo- keeps the door shut is has been removed. <clears throat> I look at my weapons and I start picking them all back up. Yep. You scoop them up. And I take the weird chain thing, and I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing with this. And so I kind of wrap it around my waist as well as I can. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't just leave these in here. That would be ridiculous. Someone will steal them. <laughs> and then would they? Them. I wouldn't fuck with Ozair. Ozair can fucking teleport, and Ozair will kill you, bring you back from the dead, and kill you again. Like, you've I... got some serious rumors about you now. That none is of true. Them are good. I mean, they're useful. They're useful rumors, but yeah. none of them are good. You started off as, like, really, like, standoffish, and, and then you got guns. <laughs> I always so had I, a gun. I, I, think your, I think your stuff is, is safe. You're like uh, the you're like the crazy lone gunman. You're gonna like climb a bell tower or something. I leave all about my magnum in there. I need something to look intimidating. Right. Um, I look outside into this hallway and I kind of look up and look down. Is there anyone out there? Um, there's a bit of broken roof and you see a pair of eyes peering out from the roof of the hallway. And some hair dangling down. Uh, okay. Um, Ozer kind of looks at this and says, I was wondering... And then they go back in their room <laughs> for just a second. <laughs> and then they come back out and like, okay. You see the eyes are still there, but the hair has been pulled back up. Um, I'm wondering, is there a safe place to put some things on this boat that you would know of, you pair of eyes? Um, and then you see, uh, someone climb down out of the roof. Uh, it's a young girl, probably 10 or 12. She's got very, very long, ratty hair. Uh, and is wearing a some kind of sundress that has been made out of, like, a hessian bag. They have a string bracelet on, and uh, they have a cloudy left eye. I guess this is what I get for coming to the crazy home for the crazies. Hi. Hello. What? What's? What's your name? Uh, I'm Rat. That's a name. And they wave. Oh, there kind of um, puts her fingertips together and. 
do you know where an adult is? Someone like me is? Someone like you? Um, I guess, you, yeah, you could talk to Dandelion. And then they run up and grab your hand and start pulling you in a direction. Well, if they pull me somewhere dangerous, I have a gun, so... Yeah, because I'm going to use a 12-year-old to fucking ambush you. This is a hostage situation. I've taken this rat girl hostage. <laughs> um, so... Uh, she drags you along, and then after all, she says, You know, I think you might actually be prettier than Dandelion. So her kind of sighs and says... She sort of reaches up and touches your face. She says, Yeah, you've got much better profile. I'm not one who expresses themselves on the stage... Oh, okay. Are you like Pacifica? Are you going to be con one day? Um, Ozer kind of looks past the young girl and then back at her and says, no, I have no intention of doing that. I heard that you fixed a, a lady's hands. Is that true? Is that why your hands look like that? Yes, um... I took the skin off my hands and I put it on her hands. Oh, okay. And then she sort of leads you down the corridor and then you circle around to the other side of the boat and you see nicer looking doors and then you see one that's got flowers painted all over it. Um, And the little girl rat knocks on the door and says, What? You hear from inside, like, um, someone wants to talk to you. Yeah, let him in, whatever. Yeah. Rat goes to, like, open the door for you, but you've already, like, pushed it open. Dandelion's there, surrounded uh, by two other people that seem to be, like, doing hair and makeup. It's getting on in the day, so they're probably prepping for the performance tonight. What do you want? I'm trying to get ready. I'm trying to get in the zone and prepare. You're really messing up my process. Oh my god. I turn. Is the rat child still there? Sort of backed up against the wall on the other side of the hallway as it, like, they don't want to piss off Dandelion. I kind of look at Dan, look back at Dandelion, and I say, "Well, I wanted to talk to someone about some things, you know, just about my situation. But you know, all I found was a giant bitch, so I'm gonna leave." <clears throat> you can't talk to me that way. I'm like the start. Do you slam the door shut? I spin around with my gun in my hand, and I say. You can talk to me however you want. That's fine. But just remember. The whole room screams. Rat looks so excited. And I kind of put the gun back in my waistband. 
You see them all like fumbling around their person, um, as if they are trying to find their own weapons. Do Do you have weapons? And then, like a few seconds later, they all pull out like switchblades and like, <laughs> get out, leave. Oh my god. This is ridiculous. You're all ridiculous. Um, so, what's going to happen now is I'm going to leave. And then I'm going to come back later, after the show's over. And then I'm going to talk to you. Is that fine, Dandelion? Dandelion looks terrified. I hope that's what you were going for. Elzer doesn't really know what she's doing. She's kind of... Elzer <laughs> is wigging it. Yeah. Um, I look to the little child, and I say, mm-hmm. you know, shooting can solve problems, but it's better to use threats before you shoot someone. Oh, um, okay. So you see, by going to see, by you taking me to Dandelion, what I have done is I've created a situation in where, and I'm leading her down the hallway, I don't know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Um, I've created a situation in which Dandelion and those other idiots in that room will tell everyone what I did. And that will establish even greater precedent for my own self. Oh, do you want me to tell people what you did? No, no, no. Okay. You're a child. They would assume that you are exaggerating. Oh, yeah. People don't really listen to me very much. They won't even let me help with the lighting. Lighting is dangerous. You can get electrocuted and die. That's why you should let someone like Ba do it. That way, if he gets electrocuted and dies, then I can teach you how to do it. Um, okay. Cool. And I'll have you wear gloves, which you can't get electrocuted through. Oh, okay. Well, I kind of unless, down. Unless, uh, unless the machine designed to tell you the future malfunctions... Uh, and attaches itself to a big steel door. That little tricky. I kind of squat down and I say, you know, you shouldn't just do something because you feel like you should do it. You should do everything you do because you know you should do it. Uh, Okay. I don't really understand. You'll understand. Okay. Do you continue you wanna... walking back to your room? Um, I'm going out into the main area. Okay. She's sort of she's following you. Yes. She's the first part of my gang. No. <laughs> You're gonna gather all the theater rats together and unionize. Sorry. Teach them some union chants. No. Um, 
Teach you something. something. Yes. Teach you Sorry. something better than smoking. Communism. That's right. Which leads to smoking. Yes. <laughs> Normally. Uh, so, just as you're about to step off the boat, because uh, you said you were going to leave, right? No, I wanted to leave the area oh, just, in and just, just go to like the, the tables and chairs and booths area. Yeah, you're in the auditorium. And they're doing some last-minute rehearsals. It's mostly the ex the chorus. They're doing, you know, practicing some of the dance numbers. Um, you see, Dove is doing some kind of stretching yoga thing. Um, in very small pants. Um, there's a few of the rats staring. How disturbing. At, at him. Uh, and then, uh, after a while, uh, Rat, the little girl, uh, pops up behind you, um, and says, Do you think you could fix my eye? Would you have mm. to cut out your own eye to fix my eye? And I kind of stare at her, slightly horrified. But then I remember I tore my own skin off, so I say, Um... Were you born like that? I don't know. Hmm. Probably not. Can you... And I kind of put my hand over it and kind of, like, wave it. Do you... Is there any sight in this eye, or are you totally visionless there? I don't know. I cover her other eye. Can you see anything? Um, I think I see colors. Elzer kind of says, I wouldn't look at the colors too intensely. They uh, can ruin your eyes. Make you go crazy. Like me. Oh, okay. So you can't fix my eye? Not anymore. Oh, okay. You only, um, you only help adults. I understand. No, 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 no. I get it. No, it's I fine. I grab her arm. And I say, listen. The only reason I fixed the person I did was because they would be ruined with what happened to them, they would be dead. Ruined or dead, one of those two things. You understand what ruin is? Yeah. It's like the old building down the other side of the lake. I heard that uh, Saffron actually stuck in there a few nights ago. Mm-mm, that's not true. Oh. Okay. I guess Jay was just lying. Um, but you see, she would have been dead or in a situation in which she could no longer care for herself. And there isn't much... 
there isn't much care we have for those who aren't able to care for themselves in the dam. Um, okay. But you can care for yourself, even with, and I kind of motion to her eye. Silence arises between the two of you. And then eventually she sort of wanders off. Ozair waits until she can have a moment with Saffron. All right. Um, Ayazama. Yes. How long do you wait at the uh, aquifer of the soul? Uh, I think the safest thing to do, so as soon as Ayazama gets back, um, provided there's no one else there other than his crew. The only person uh, there is uh, Nippikin, and Nippikin seems busy doing something. What is he doing? It uh, looks like he's uh, going through some old stuff. Um, he's got a book with him. He's also like sharpening his weapon as he, his machete thing as he's um, yeah. as he's looking at this book. He's turning the pages every few minutes. Nippikin. Hmm. Yes. Canteen. Where is Babylon? Uh, she went out. Doesn't look at you. What's wrong? Nothing's wrong. I'm sure you know exactly what you're doing. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna read a person. Go for it. God, why does everyone have to get so fucking butt hurt all the time? All right. <laughs> oh. Uh, roll plus sharp. That's an eleven. Like it's almost like it's a political game where you I have know. to worry about how everyone feels about you. Uh, Alright, so I'm rolling 11. So, what's their character feeling? Their character is feeling betrayed. Betrayed? Mm. Um, Nipperkin. Uh... Ayazama uh, walks over and uh, squats like in front of Nipperkin to force him to look at me. They look up from their machete sharpening. Canteen. Nipperkin. Canteen. You have been by my side for years. You are one of the people I trust most in this entire world. Please understand that I would never do anything that would harm you, and I intend to always have you by my side. I do not doubt it. Please tell me what is troubling you. I worry that you are... It's not for my, my place to say. You are the canteen. You decide am, the you decide what river we travel. Nipperkin, I am asking for your honest advice. 
I am concerned that you are entering into dangerous waters. How so? I am not blind. First, we cover up an execution. Now, you are consorting with the cons? I I feel this is not the way that a holy man should act. And I'm concerned that when the dust settles and the waters calm, you will have poisoned this well. I understand your concern, Nipperkin. I do. And perhaps you are right, but I'm I'm worried. Uh, I'm going to so I'm going I'm going to turn to Nipikin for insight because that's one of the things that I can do. Um, so. <sighs> Um, <clears throat> Ozair is going to be fermenting rebellion against the Khans, and with Bean pressuring Saffron, I'm afraid that he might enable Ozair. They broke into a secret place that the Khans had and did something. It's where they came back with that prisoner, and quite a few weapons. The Khans know what they did and are trying to undermine and want me to help them undermine Saffron using the power of the church. <sighs> I... I don't know what to do. What what would you do, Nipperkin? There is a storm uh, coming. I've seen it. And I want to make sure that we survive the flood. Hmm. I think... I think that perhaps... You need to disentangle yourself from the cons. At the moment, people, I don't think people have really noticed, but you're visiting Pacifica every day. And people must have noticed you too last night like I, no matter what disguises you wore you're two of the most famous people in this community perhaps this entire area 
And I think uh, the community is referred to as the Mers or the Dam, depending on... Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, I knew about that. I didn't know if we had, like, one overarching name. No, it was never really yeah. decided. Yeah, I didn't think so. The Lakedoms. <laughs> um... You could workshop that a bit. I think you. I think you need to. I think you need to go back to, and look at what the canteens of the past have done. You know, they've worked very hard uh, to be seen as a place for the people of the community, as opposed to trying to rule uh, these people. Think about what your obligations are as a holy man and a prophet of the true source. Thank you, Nipperkin. Take a plus one to any roles in the pursuit of this course of action. Of distancing myself from the cons. Yeah. All right. So, uh... So let me ask you, Nipperkin, do you think the cons are good for our community? I suppose so. It's the way it's always been done. It's not been a problem in a long time. My concern, as I said, is that Ozair feels that the cons are damaging. And she is one person who would listen to them. They were they were barely able to get support for their crazy lighting idea. In fact, if you hadn't have been helping them, it would have been brushed aside like all the other times it's been brought up. And when was the and they when was the last time they were working towards it? You know, they Jose hasn't gone back out to look for lights. Now they've abandoned their workshop. I, I, I don't think Ozair is anyone to worry about. You and the cons are the true power in this community. And you need to ex understand the responsibilities that you have as powerful people. If you work <sighs> together, no one can stand against you, and that is a dangerous thing. You're right. Now stab Nipperkin in the throat before he. <laughs> I was thinking about it, but I'm gonna let him go. Um, Nipperkin, I need you to do something for me. Get word to Saffron that Babylon and I will be attending his show tonight. That it is imperative we attend the show tonight. Do not go to Saffron's boat yourself. I need you to find another way to get him that message. I think I know someone who can deliver that message. All I knew you would. Pack of smokes. And then while you're out, tell Babylon to come home. She and I need to talk. I, I stand and I give him a, a, a squeeze on the shoulder. Thank you, Nipperkin. He kisses you deeply. 
Uh, no. I took a turn. <laughs> he seduces you. Uh, I get a ten. Um, Ozair... Saffron, where does Ozair find you? Um, I guess probably backstage, um, dealing with the last-minute issues that actors are having before the performance starts, uh, you know, looking up and down everybody's costumes, making sure that they're uh, fit to go on stage, making sure everything's ready. Yeah, so you see, um, Ozer, that's you see Saffron talking to a bunch of people, and you see Dove walking over kind of awkwardly um, towards Saffron, uh, and then they see you, and Dove walks away. Like, nope, <laughs> nope, not having any of that, and gone. Oh, and yes, um, and tuck tuck that flap in. You're supposed to be you're supposed to be a uh, a scholar. Uh, scholars would not walk around. <clears throat> and oh, uh, Ozair. Mm, hello, Saffron. Uh, how I just can I need help you? One second of your time. Uh, certainly, uh, Varna. Make sure that they're ready. Yeah, yeah. Where can I? put my stuff where someone won't touch it and shoot themselves with it? Like the children that run around in this belt? Um, we can we can perhaps get you a, a cabinet with a lock on it. Would that suffice? For now. That's all I needed. Alright. Um, is there... Turn around. Okay. Do you need anything, Saffron? <sighs> At the moment, no. But thank you for asking. Jose, you see that uh, young boy, that 14-year-old that you spoke to earlier, rushing uh, through the crowd backstage towards you. He's almost saying, Jose, 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 as they mm -hmm. push through. Jose, yes. I talked to Ethan. What did and I, I, got, I told him about the thing, and he knows all the stuff, and he said that he was very disappointed in you. That sounds like him. Uh, so, and then he sort of leans in. So, uh, what's, what's, the, what's the thing? It's the thing that's better than Siggy's. It's the, I that? lead him away. Okay. As I'm leading him away, I say there are two oh, things. Oh, actually, as you are leading him away, he sort of shouts back to um to Saffron. Oh, uh, canteen's coming. And then they say, "You um, my attention is all yours, Jose." <clears throat> I can give you something mysterious, or I can show you how this works sometimes. And I pull my gun out. Ooh, um, something mysterious. And I kiss him on the mouth. <laughs> Sorry, no. Ah, uh, they're into it. There's using way too much tongue. And then I push him away, and I say, you are far too young 
you should find another young boy or girl in which to do or, that or with. other. Yes, or other. Um, but thank you for delivering my message. Um, do you have any other um, messages that you need delivered? Uh, come back to me in five years and we can start talking. Ah, uh, okay. And they rush off. See, a bunch of the other theaterettes swarm around. They form into a big rat pile. Uh, so, hang out. Hang out somewhere. So, Saffron, what are you going to do about the fact that you know that Ayazama is coming? Is you going to make any changes? Like, why did Ayazama need to tell you that he was coming? Normally, he would just come. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm going to see that, uh, what, what did we say, the, um, the bartender's name was, I'm going to my list of NPCs, Yen. Yen? Yen. Alright. I'm going to make sure that, uh, Yen knows that the, uh, that the canteen is coming, make sure that the canteen and any of his guests, you know, get whatever food and beverages they want. Um, they wink at you and say, I'll make sure not to water down their drinks. Good. Um, and I will, I guess, make sure that there's a, a you know, a special booth prepared for them. Um, with an extra seat, because I have a feeling that Ayazama is going to want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Ayazama. Yes. Babylon comes home. She is carrying a uh, basket, a reed basket, full of stuff. That seems you had a productive day at the market. Uh, yes, I uh, collected some offerings for the canteen. Uh, some people, some of the fishermen want want some want uh, want you to bless the harvest. Um, <laughs> people want you to purify the water. Um, one woman had a sick baby. Another one wanted you to bless their pregnancy. Anyway, the point is, we've got a good haul. She puts it down. Very good. Uh, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm sitting on the bed in the, the living quarters, because there's probably not... Uh, there's a couch in there. Sure, why not? We're fancy. Uh, there's so a couch. Like yeah, a it's pallet a, a, couch. Yeah, basically. It's it's a bench with a, with a blanket on it. Um... But I, I, I tap the seat. No, uh, I tap the seat next to me for Babylon to sit down. Uh, and when she sits, I take her hand and I say, "Babylon, I fear I've been the fool, and I must apologize to you." Oh, what have you done now? No, I'm apologizing for what I had already done. I haven't done anything. I fear that I've been aiming too high above my status, and it is our job to preserve the integrity of the aquifer and to protect the people 
of this community. And I have been focused on myself and my own ambitions these last days. And I apologize. I'm going to seduce or manipulate, because why not? Try first. So I'm going to roll plus that hot. That's a seven. But I mark XP and level up. All right. I, I don't understand what you're saying. I thought you were, I thought you were trying to I thought you were trying to manipulate the cons get us more power get them to do the things that we needed I was but it turns out that the cons were are trying to manipulate me and are trying to use the church for their own purposes to help secure their own power and dominion over the community and long before I dipped my toes into the waters of politics, I I was a simple canteen, and I think it's time that I return to that and do my duty to protect the source and the people. And I want you by my side for that. I mean, I'm glad that you want me by your side, but I... This feels like a step backwards for us, don't you think so? Like, what was the what was the point of fucking that bitch if you were just going to turn around the next day and say, "Oh no"? It 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 makes me wonder what you were really doing, what your true intentions were. I I understand, and my intentions at that time were to manipulate her, but. The cons didn't get to where they are without being skilled themselves, and I underestimated them. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I mean, are you going to stop? Are you going to stop seeing Pacifica for those morning? Yes. Private. Yes. How, how yes, are you going to take that? What if? Well, for now, for now, they think that I'm on their side, and I can stretch that out for another day or two. But they are going to look. I've seen war when I look into the source. I've seen death and destruction. The Khans are going to start with Saffron. They're going to take his theater away. They're going to give it to Bean. And Bean is going to raise his army. And from there, I don't know where it goes. But I don't think it's going to be anywhere good. And when that time comes, when the dying starts and the death begins, where do you think people are going to turn? I hope that they come to us. And if we undermine ourselves by getting in bed figuratively and literally with the cons, the people won't be able to trust us. All right. I understand. 
um, have the cons asked you to do anything that you feel uncomfortable with? They want me to undermine Saffron and try to weaken his position. Are you going to play along with them for a while with that, or are you going to stop now? Well, you and I are going to the theater tonight. All right. And while there, we shall make a show of speaking to as many people as we can. Specifically, Saffron's actors. I will speak to Saffron myself, or we both will. Saffron should know we're coming. All right. And hopefully we can string the cons along for a day or two. Okay. Well, if we're going to go to Saffron's, I need to I need to pick something up. Uh, I had my good clothes given to someone to wash, so I'm going to need to go collect those. Uh, so I will be back in an hour or two, uh, and then we can head over there. Does that sound good? Very much. Uh, is Nipperkin back? Yeah, Nipperkin went to get her, remember? Right, yeah, I didn't know if he just told her to come back and then what to do with something. Uh, Nipperkin's out there. He's doing something. So uh, I follow Babylon into like the main room, and she leaves. Um, follow her, Nipperkin. As you wish. Don't let her see you. Uh, he see him lift up something, uh, and he takes a small knife and starts cutting off all of his hair. Uh. Uh, and then you see him take off of his, off the robes that he wears, and he puts on his old hunter's clothes. And then you see him scoop up uh, a sort of dry uh, cake of something and mix in a bit of water in it, and then he starts smearing it on his body. And it looks like he's got this weird black stain, like a purpley black stain running down his neck onto his chest. Uh, what is that? It's just something to help hide me from her. She knows me very well. Is that is that stained? Is that like something hunters have? Like I've seen hunters no. wear. No, he's he's. It actually almost looks like a birthmark. So he's clear. He's doing stuff gotcha. to make himself okay. look completely different. Gotcha. Like your community is a couple of hundred people. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Nippikin used to be an actor. <laughs> that a storied history. Um, and then we're all stories in the end. Jogs out uh, with his machete in hand. Uh, and I and Ayazama kneels in front of the source and starts to pray until they return. Do you want to roll weird or something? Do you want to open your mind to the source? Um, you know what? Uh, yeah, I will. So Ayazama uh, kneels and starts praying, um, and he reaches. He dips his bowl into the plat the platinum basin, uh, and uh, rolls a ten. So he takes a 
dips it in, takes a you know a big, bigger than advised gulp, and lets the the you know the visions wash over him. Yeah. So you uh, are floating in a lake, um, a bigger lake than you've ever seen. It's very flat ground all around you. There's no trees or anything. It's like just dirt, but it's like really, really light-colored dirt, uh, almost like the beach. Okay. Um, spreading out around you in all directions, just empty, vast flatness. Uh, tell me, why did you have Nipikin follow Babylon? Uh, because Ayazama is worried, or, well, he doesn't completely trust her. See, it pays to be truthful to, to the source. Yep. Uh, you see faces stirring in the water. Um looking out towards you. You see a scarred face. Uh, you see a woman with yellow animal eyes. You see a man uh, with numbers tattooed under his eyes and a compass on his forehead. Uh, goggles dangling round his neck. Uh, you see a you see uh, Lee Rowan uh, with fire round uh, round his head, almost like a halo. Um, and then you see Babylon sort of emerge from these faces. Okay. Is she doing anything? Mm, it's not clear. Uh, and you see in the distance, it sort of shifts again and you stand up in the water and you're looking down at this rippling pool beneath you and you see uh, a door open and you see Babylon talking to someone uh, and then you see her sort of fighting back tears uh, as she turns and closes the door. You a door... Like a door in the ground, or I was just looking down, and she's just like a regular door. It's like it's like the water is a TV screen. Gotcha. So it was like a regular door. Yeah, it's like a regular door, and then as the door okay. closes, you see this shadowy figure turn to you, and you see a horribly scarred face. Do I know anyone with a horribly scarred face? Oh. I mean, not off okay. the top of your head. You don't know anyone as the guy with the horribly scarred face. Right. Or do I? Or do you? Uh, and I think that's where we're going to end it, because then, next run, we'll actually start with all of you in <laughs> the same place, if not 
in the same conversation. Sapphire jumps overboard, swims away. Ayazama climbs into the basin and becomes one with the source and just yeah. disappears. You all leave. <laughs> Good campaign. Yeah. Raymond sets his computer oh, on fire. about a cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I'm excited all to right. see where this goes. Yeah. yeah. How how how'd you guys find that? Is that good? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. it Intrigue. I I really like the beginning with uh, Ozair and the strange non-space between spaces that that they went to, or the or or did did she just like come out somewhere else in the real world, or was that all like a weird mystical metaphysical dream that they were having? They're just seizing. <laughs> Ozera never actually left. She was just under her bed and no one saw her. <laughs> Smoke bomb. Yeah. <laughs> he just didn't see her fall amongst the tarps. Ah, now I'm here again. Oh, cool. yeah, we have to right. do that thing. Oh, yeah, we should do oh, the yeah, section bullshit. Yep. Yeah, that was the end of the broadcast. That wouldn't have been bad. Uh, so, Ryan. Okay, uh, I would think that Ozair knows me better. Sweet, that gives me an experience point. <laughs> Not that I need them. Yeah, you're doing quite well for yourself. Yeah. Reset it to... Is it reset to one or reset to... It resets to one. Yeah, I think it does. Can never yeah, you reset to plus one. That's the only part of this game I don't ever remember. Um, Saffron, I think you know me better. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Ozair doesn't know me as well as she thought she did, so take minus one. Well, down at zero now. Yeah, you're at zero with me, too. At least we're even. Yep. Yay! Nice. Alright. Does anybody want to discuss any advancements they're looking at buying? I think at least two um, of you. I yeah, I leveled up. Uh, I'm debating between bumping up one of my stats or getting the... Uh, there's a water bearer move called Peacemaker. When you call for two rivals or enemies to come to you and meet, you settle uh, settle things between them. Roll plus cool. On a hit, they must both come at the time you specify. That could be useful. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can think of two disputes you can settle using that. Um, yep. But it's up to you whether you take it. I mean, stat boosts tend to be useful as well. So. Yeah. On a template, and then I, I choose. Uh, they must come alone. They must come unarmed. They must bring. They must bring gifts, peace offerings, prisoners to exchange, or tokens of goodwill. On a seven to nine, I oh, choose yeah. one, could, and on a miss, you could get. You could get like any, the one of the surrounding factions. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but Queen, why are you fucking assassinating people? <laughs> on a miss, they can make demands of you and come only if you accede. I might go with that. 
I feel uh, I feel like the I, Ayazama had uh, turned a point because uh, after after the thing with uh, Saffron, not Saffron, with uh, Pacifica, and I can never remember her husband's name. Holland. Holland. The uh, after the thing with Pacifica and Holland in the morning, uh, and then his talk with Nipperkin, he's just like, no, I'm in, I'm in too deep. It's time to pull back. The shit's gonna burn itself down. Someone's yeah. got to be there to pick up the pieces. I didn't like do that on purpose. I wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna make him fucking seduce this person, and then I'm gonna fucking turn it all around in the no, next no, game. No, no. Um, no, no, I that's just, fine. I, I knew that. I felt like Nippikin was very much the old ways, and then it was like, Mm-mm, I don't like the way this con's doing stuff. But yeah. Obviously, the cons were manipulating you because, like, <laughs> ofs. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Anyone else may want to discuss anything about what they're doing? Um, I don't have any advancements yet, but uh, I'm finding that Saf- Saffron is growing ever more paranoid for things that people want of him, and he's starting to mistrust everyone's motives. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a bit like that. Um, <laughs> Just trust us there; they will bring you to. <laughs> I didn't even really, I didn't even really intend for Dove to be that suspicious at the beginning. Yeah, I know. He but... really, he really wants to get that writer's credit. <laughs> And just wait until Ayazama shows up and tells you that the cons are conspiring against you. Oh, that's yeah, gonna... that's gonna... yeah, that'll help. We need to hit that armory again. <laughs> well, it's not paranoia if they're actually out to get you. I'm going to turn my boat, my boat into a barracks of my own volition. <laughs> right. right. A- actors make the best soldiers. Uh, yep. All right, well, we're going to stop the broadcast there. I hope you all enjoyed this. Uh, this campaign is going really interesting places. I'm really enjoying it. Need to reinforcing my deep love of Powered by the Apocalypse game. It's fantastic. All right. Yeah, pretty fucking good, eh? All right. Uh, farewell, from, farewell from the past. I'm Raymond.